Your company's overall performance depends on having the best information. We are connected to the most amazing network of professionals. It's not just about what you know. It's about having access to the right team for the given situation. I am Warren Spiewak. And I'm Drew Addison. Risk, strategy, marketing, and operations. Welcome to Ahead of the Game. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Ahead of the Game. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Conversations for Success in the Construction Industry. And the reason why we call it for is that it's for service of the construction industry. For those small contractors that are looking for some information on how they can bring their companies to the next level. So what we're trying to do is bring leaders of these successful companies that they look up to, to shed some light on their experience on what it was like to grow and, and go through that process. Today we bring you an, a, an interesting interview with Chris Martinez from Central Electric. Central Electric started in 1975 when Fred Martinez began his electrical career as a truck driver and warehouse hand and after climbing the ranks and eventually obtaining his master's license in 1975 he opened the doors of central electric out of his garage in 2000 one of his sons chris martinez joined central electric was working out in the field while he was going to school to become a lawyer and upon the retirement of his dad's bookkeeper he decided to make a shift in his education and completed his bachelor's degree in accounting at St. Mary's University and jump on board for Central Electric and ultimately taking over the reins in 2005. Central Electric has evolved by revolutionizing its methodology and annexing the second generation Martinez family. Alfred Martinez, the founder and owner, has entrusted his experience and dedicated sons to head Central Electric operations, moving it into the future. They uh, are actually now up to over 100 employees full-time with a team of master electricians, a team of journeymen, and always reinvesting back into his employees on continuing education, community involvement. So leading into the conversation with Chris, uh, we were discussing what I call the core four in the construction industry. Now, the core four is based around the support system team that you have to help guide your growth and protect you along the way. Uh, so the core four, in my opinion, is a construction-oriented CPA, uh, one that can help you not only put together your financial statements at the end of the year for uh, reviewed statements, preferably, but they can also help you plan on budgeting, setting up your internal financial systems, help you plan for growth in a safe way. Uh, the next being a construction-oriented lawyer, someone who is very fluent on how uh, the lien and claim law works. Any, anytime an issue that comes up and an issue will come up, you need to have that sort of protection from a lawyer that understands construction law. The next one being a commercial lender. Just like your CPAs, just like your lawyers, they're not all cut from the same, same cloth. You want to align yourself with a commercial lender that understands construction cash flow. Uh, so when it comes to analyzing you for a line of credit and helping you build out your accounts, they will, they will have a full understanding of how cash flow and construction works and can use it to your advantage. And finally, a good risk management team when it comes to your insurance and your surety and your loss control, HR, employee benefits, all of that is really, really important. And so you need to align yourself with a team that understands what it takes to keep your premiums regulated and put together programs and, and, and ways for you to, to manage that as well. So we talk a little bit about the core four and what makes up his internal leadership team. And Chris 
coming into this right now, he's he's answering what the importance of building relationships is. Building relationships with those general contractors that uh, can really kind of help you move on to the next level, right? And, uh, you know, some someone you can lean on. So it's, it's all about aligning with the right company to match your goals uh, that can help your mission floors. And uh, Chris, take it away. You will figure out where and who to align yourself with. And you treat them right, and they will they should be treating you right. You are not made for everybody, and not everybody is made for you. So if that makes any sense, pick and find like what your niche is and who your good customer is and focus on them. Invest in, invest in those opportunities on where you're getting a return on your investment. So uh, that's what I'd add to it. Um, I will, before I get into the leadership team, two things that I learned is that I completely agree. Having a good risk manager, CPA, attorney, and banker are extremely important. Extremely important from so many levels. But I'll never forget my grandpa saying, if you can't pay for it cash, you probably shouldn't buy it, right? So don't leverage yourself or overextend yourself when you get into debt. So what does that mean? Some companies will rent before they purchase their first piece of equipment. You need a new truck. Maybe it doesn't need to be the snazziest, newest truck. Buy a used truck, right? Little things like that. I remember I gave a, a small business talk over at the Maestro Center with Julissa Cariello from Tejas Premier. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was small startup companies and, and that were looking to grow and invest in themselves. I, I told them, I said, you know, when I started with my dad, my wife drove a Mazda protege, a used Mazda protege for like 10 years. And we were married for 15 years before she even got her first new vehicle. And where I'm going with that is that you make a dollar doesn't mean you take out a dollar. I'll never forget, there was one Christmas, my brother and I, we were fortunate. We were able to buy some equipment. We bought some new tools. We gave out bonuses to the entire team. We invested in our profit sharing plan, which we've done now for 15 plus years. Very, very blessed and, and proud to say we've done that. And I think it was like January 3rd or 4th, we came back to work and my brother said, hey, I thought we did okay this year. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we did better than expected. And he said, well, we're not going to get a bonus. We completely forgot to bonus ourselves anything wow. for the year because we were so focused on putting those dollars back into the company and investing back into the company with the right, greatest yeah. tools, the best equipment, the newer trucks, right? These didn't happen overnight. It's incremental growth. So I, if there's anything I can share with you is invest slowly. Invest in your company first. You've got to sacrifice a little bit, and then it can go from there. There were times where we would bring, and I'm sure for some of you, and if you do it, you're going to probably laugh, buy a loaf of bread and get deli meat, and you make your sandwich at work. You don't need to go spend $10, $15 for lunch every day. Get the little hot pocket breakfast for breakfast in the morning or your nutritional bar or a protein shake, whatever it is. You don't need to pick up Starbucks or McDonald's or a taco at the taqueria down the street every day. Look at where you can save money, and that's so important. you got to put the money back in your business first. That's what we did. We sacrificed for many years. Our trips were short-term to go see my family, and my wife's family in Corpus Christi and going to the beach. That was our trip. We never flew anywhere. We didn't, we didn't go to luxurious wow. places. And I'm not saying we do that now because we're cognizant of the dollars. We're aware of the dollars. Mm -hmm. But it takes time. Like You can't just all of a sudden be like, I'm going on that African safari which I've never been on one. I dreamed to go on one. My wife says you're not going on one. But I think one day I want to try to go on one, but I'm not there yet. I don't, I don't feel that I'm there yet. I don't feel that I've earned that yet. 
we continue to strive and work hard every day. So, all right, leadership team. Actually, before Go. <laughs> but I think one day I want to try to go on one. Right. Actually, before we go into that, so like, and, and just to kind of summarize all that, because I, I love that, I want to unpack that a little bit. So a lot of that comes down to retained earnings in your business. Now, when he says buy that loaf of bread and lunch meat, consider that as a way for you to administer retained earnings in your business. You're not going out and you're spending, you know, $20 a day on lunch. And it boils back down to your core four, uh, namely your construction CPA, who can help you put together a budget plan put together a system to where that retained earning comes back into your company. Yes, you know, in the early days, probably within the first five years of your business even, that your ability to take much of a paycheck is going to be slim to none if you're smart about it. Because that money needs to be reinvested back into your company. If you want to move it on to the next level, especially when it comes to qualifying for surety or qualifying for a line of credit, that building up your balance sheet is extremely important. And your, your construction CPA should be able to guide you through that process. It's those little things, and it's those yeah, decisions. So like, I think I'm it's unique in that we've been that day through will come. probably every dollar that hopefully you put those in, that are listening to this can relate. If you do it Being correctly. that I started with my dad, so when we only had seven people. There weren't very many people about in the company budget, inside, about on the management side, office side, back of house, whatever you want to call it. There's definitely been some growing pains, without a doubt, as to be expected. There's a lot of learning opportunities, is what I'll call them, but. The, it's easier said than done. It's your slow is. to hire in order to qualify and quick even for them to, to really consider it. You need to and be sometimes you've got to follow that, and it's if very tough there, to follow that. Before you jump a, into that bigger leader, work, let's go ahead manager, and focus on some of the smaller jobs, business owner. You care about your people your so much. It's tough to reassign them. You've got to understand. Don't ever create a position around the person. You need to create the position and make sure you put the best qualified candidate that fits it. I can say in very proudly that the majority of our managers have all been grown from within the majority of them have been grown from within which is really exciting now does that mean when they started that they were the best qualified and they knew exactly everything that entailed in that position absolutely not do they have the skills the character and the morals that you believe to grow in that position you give them the training you give them the education behind it and you hope that they pay off. And sometimes they don't. And that's okay. But when you get the right people in the right seat, it's huge. It's huge. And it can pay dividends. We've got some guys that are in positions that I never thought of would be in that position. They started out as apprentices. And now they're doing positions that they have grown into and they have excelled and exceeded at. And it's so rewarding to see them grow. I think we're in a beautiful opportunity in construction to offer career advancement. 
to individuals, and they don't see it. Was, we were just talking to some high school interns. We, we just started two of them this week with a, with a high school graduate. It's like, this is a real field. You can make serious money in this. We actually have a handful of people that make six figures mm-hmm. in the field, in the field, building construction at the highest level. Now, you don't get there overnight, right? When I started, anything else. That's, that's right. The, the world is your oyster, and you can accomplish anything, right? They can be out there. But I would say for our, our leadership team, yes, there's trials and tribulations. Yes, there's growing pains. But we elected to focus on trying to promote from within. Now, like, for instance, family, it's my brother and I, and we brought our uncle on board because you get to that point, right? you got to have a good CPA. you got to have a good financial individual, banker. So he was a retired banker. And uh, Uncle Ernest, we still call him Uncle E., he was a retired banker, and it got to the point, the company got to the point where I told my brother, like, yes, I got an accounting degree, but I can't manage the finances anymore and the other roles that I play. So we approached my uncle, and he likes to joke that we trapped him in the corner of Luby's, and we gave him <laughs> Luby's tea for like two and a half hours straight, and we didn't let him go to the bathroom until he said, yes, he accepted the position is, is the way he tells the story, but... So he's family, but he's our CFO. So, yeah, we're very fortunate that he came on board. But, yeah, every position has been like growth from within else. is what I would say. That's right. Absolutely, Drew. That is a huge, huge opportunity for you to align your team when you talk a common language. So kind of two things about it. We started EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. Uh, It came about through TAB, which really quick, business leaders, get involved (laughs) with a business coach. Business leaders, get on a business board. Find a peer group. Find some type of association (laughs) that can help you grow. You've got to invest in yourself. Continual education is important and critical for you to grow. I continue to read books today. My kids are so like, we were talking we a little bit that before that you don't read any more books when you get out of school. I'm like, I hated reading when I was in school. Now I actually love it. Anyways, it may be so we started this EOS. How often do you refer and I guess to if I could sum it up, it gets everybody on the boat, this awesome training rowing the same direction you know, and knowing exactly what we're there to do and why we're doing it. So how often do we talk about it? As much as we can. We have a foreman training meeting. We do it monthly. We talk about it. Figure out a way to incorporate it. Maybe it's little, maybe it's direct. Every all-hands meeting, it's talked about. Every huddle, every management meeting, we try to incorporate it. I'll give you an example. This past Monday, we're in a production meeting. Project manager, safety, purchasing, uh, equipment manager, prefab manager, everybody's in this room. We're talking, and a problem exposed itself. And one of the project managers walked up to the core value poster down in that room, we have a couple of them hanging out. We've probably got about eight locations in the building where it's got them. you got to be visible. And he said, core value number five, know your team requires individual accountability. And it was really cool to see that just organically, naturally talked about. 
and the conversation, nobody said, well, how does this relate to our core value? Or, well, what would our core values tell us to do? It was a natural conversation that exposed itself, which was really exciting and rewarding to see that. No kidding. to see that. No kidding. It becomes organic at that point. You also know that your employees going out into the field are carrying that with them. There's a level of accountability. One thing that I, I preach a lot is accountability and consistency. Consistency in the message breeds accountability in the field. Having it visible, making sure that it is talked about, because you know, I, I think a lot of times business owners kind of take it, well, we'll create our mission statement or we'll get some core values or they'll rattle something off with some of the key buttons of the day, really. It doesn't really mean much to them. And it's got to mean something to the leadership team first. So you as an owner, you as, as a leader of your company, it needs to be important to you. Now, I think it's also important to reach out to your team and help you build that, that message and understand, okay, if it's important to me, I know it's important to them and we can dial it down, summarize it and bring it out to everybody and put it into practice. You want that accountability out in the field, absolutely in construction. Not only from a, a work progress and reliability and performance standpoint, but also from a, from a safety standpoint, 100%. One of the most dangerous industries you can be in, especially electrical, it's that quick. You wanna be able to have them carry that on out into the field. Now, uh, you, you had mentioned investing in yourself. So that, that's also another common trend that we're seeing across multiple interviews is, the leaders that, that we've spoken to are constantly When I graduated more. from St. Mary's University, settle, say, okay, well, I still had I this vision of wearing a suit and, and being involved be around a corporate mahogany because, table you know, and the you know, making big decisions. And so change. I remember, I remember telling an alum, so you uh, be able pretty to, respectable, uh, sure accomplished alum, with the times. and I said, how do I but get on like one of those bank boards? It was like, that takes some time. Let's kind of start grassroots from the beginning. Let's start a little bit lower. So I guess for those of you that are out there saying, what do I start? What do I do? So Chris Just is find the it. Current find your passion. What do you love? ABC what do you love South to serve? And what motivates you to give back? With, uh, ABC. And just go get involved. Wherever it is. As a volunteer, uh, call and ask if they need also some leadership guidance. Leaders, Offer or volunteer some services well. maybe so that you provide. That give back. Give back in some form or manner. Will uh, everything pay off? Will everything have a return on investment? Absolutely now, not. Your the return on investment is you getting engaged with the community and doing something to grow yourself as an individual. Grow yourself as an individual because that helps you grow your team and helps you grow you the namesake of what you're building in the business that you represent as an owner, manager, leadership, whatever position you're in. You don't need to be an owner to invest in yourself. 
but find out what that is. I've invested probably in a little too much. I do, I, I do a little too many things. Um, yeah, so, and I'll come back to ABC, but I'm, I'm also chair of the Hello, Central right. Catholic High School, where I'm, I'm 96 alum from. I'm vice chairman of the board of trustees at St. Mary's University. I was on the zoning commission for 15 years. I was uh, chairman of the Westside Development Corporation for probably 10 years. I actually, right before this, I came from the Maestro Center. That's why I referred to it. I was one of the founding members of that uh, small business incubator. It's a nonprofit organization located on the west side. They had a, a big press release. County Commissioner Justin Rodriguez was there. It was it just, I went over there just to support. It's good things, good opportunities, which, by the way, if you, small businesses under a million dollars, they have $15,000 grants that they're giving out. $15,000 grants. You're less than a million dollars in revenue. A grant, they're going to be right, forgiven. It's not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. You've got to meet some certain qualifications. But if you're a growing business enterprise and you want to invest in, in like, a website, like mine isn't updated, <laughs> do it. Because then you're going to have people like Drew looking at your website your, your and being like, man, this out of date. <laughs> but I'm, I'm in peer groups. I'm in a uh, IEC, Independent Electrical Contractor peer group, made up of contractors all around the country. I'm in YPO. I'm in a construction forum which is all across the country, representing many diverse backgrounds. And ABC, you know, we just talked about this at our, at our board retreat, and it was, why did you join ABC? And I was selfish. I, I'm not going to lie. I joined to get closer to Joris and Bartlett Cock and Spall Glass and Jordan Foster. I want to get closer to all those people. That's why I joined ABC. Sure. And then the reverse question is, why do you stay in ABC? Mm. I stay in ABC because of the advocacy the governmental affairs that impacts our business. And of course, the byproduct of that is naturally getting the networking opportunity to be around a bunch of great people. I've seen you at a bunch of events, Drew, contributing. I mean, look at you, yourself, right? You yourself have climbed the ranks at IBTX, right. which is awesome, right? I didn't know you were classified as a young emerging leader task force. Yeah, the fluffier your beard gets is the sooner <laughs> right, you got to right. get off. <laughs> Well, so, so get involved, get engaged, find out what it is that tugs at your heartstring, that gets you excited. And I tell you what, almost all of our managers, just about all, you know what, all of our managers are involved in some form of fashion with an outside organization. And maybe it's construction, maybe it's not. Maybe it's acts retreat at their local church. Maybe it's being on the parishioner board. Maybe it's being sure. part of a 4-H program. One of our project managers mm. got asked to be on the NFPA code-making panel. Wow. That's the National Electrical Code that right. governs all of the electrical industry. And he's on the code-making panel and has webinars, and he's got to travel to D.C. and Houston. That is a huge opportunity and exposure for our company, exposure for him as an individual to grow, that he's right. going to bring back awesome. value to the company right. and training people. I mean, so just you've got to well, invest. I, I, I think promise they're going to kick me out. Everybody on your team knows what they need to do. <laughs> To yeah, get their job done, and if you give them right, the opportunity right. to grow as an individual, <laughs> little side note: the, the mask game right now is not good for the beard. It's going to so improve I'm kind of company. You're not going to see it right away. And you it, may not see a anyway. financial, like literally, I spent a hundred or a thousand dollars for you to go to that conference. When am I going to get the five thousand back in return? That's not what you're going to get. What you're getting is you're growing your people, and people around you. 
people below them are going to see that you're investing in their people and they're going to say, that excites me. Nobody comes to work, like I said, right? No GC shows up to work and says, who can I screw today? People don't come to work and say, I want to see how I can mess up and lose the boss some money today. People don't do that. There are some that do that. Yes, I would agree. There's a handful, a minority, but they're going to weed themselves out of the system. Right people, right seat, invest in your people, get engaged, get involved, find out what it is. Is it ABC? Is it AGC? Is it IEC? ASA, Hispanic Contractors Association, the Sheet Metal Association, Plumbers Association. I mean, they're all around us in every capacity form. Find out what it is. Find out what engages you, motivates you, and go run and conquer it. Go and do it. There's that hot button term of ROI. So people are like, well, I'm investing all this money and, you know, spending all this money with the association. I'm just not getting anything out of it. Well, you're going about it the wrong reason. So I, I always preach, especially to my team, that we don't want to have our association involvement based around you going getting sales. That, to me, is the wrong approach. The, the whole idea is I'm one to, I strongly believe, and we spoke about this in previous episodes. Again, we're seeing trends here. You got to lead with service, you know, don't lead with sales. If you're leading with sales, people spot that from a mile away. I think your growth, really your involvement in the association is, is not really long lived, right? So if you come in wanting to give back, wanting to get involved, jump on all these, all, all the you committees and start with some of the small ones, you know, like, and some of the small ones are fun. Do the event committees, do the golf committee, do the sporting play committee, do the barbecue committee. Just get out there and get to know everyone that's involved because, you know, there's a shared passion there that whenever like-minded individuals get together, great things happen. It will come back around to you. You will grow as an individual. Your company will grow. Your people will grow. I tell our team a lot, we're in a big wheel and everybody's a cog on the wheel on how it all comes together. That job you just there. finished so for that general that contractor, that owner, in, they're happy with really you. Guess what? It gave us the opportunity company, to pursue like just another project with that same general events. contractor, you know, that same owner, whatever it is, right? We're all part of a, a big a wheel. There's no one really spoke bigger than the other. We're as strong as our weakest link. You don't want to, again, you don't want to lead with the fact, well, if I send my service team off to an association event, they're going to see us all there and they're going to, maybe we'll get something out of it. You're not trying to get anything out of it. You know, the idea is personal growth, investment back in the industry that's, that's providing you the work that, that you need to, to continue. Above all, you gain something out of it.
Mm-hmm. Right. I try to preach this as much as I can, and I think it's so important. It boils back down to finding like-minded individuals because, again, great things happen. It's really cool, even outside of so work, I, to see we had the opportunity the that the city of San Antonio back click, in 2007 big started a local happens. government corporation. Um, you know, with ABC, now known as WDC, Westside Development Corporation. And it was basically to, trade to foster and grow like the economic earlier, health the of the, the West Side. And economic health isn't just business commerce. It's also education. It's health care. It's training, it's family, it's I, transportation, the all of that and together. And, the and so the just the culture of the West Side is so rich and vibrant. To, I just get excited to, to get involved and help with it, right? There's some individuals that are constantly growing themselves and they stay on the West Side. They invest in the West Side and they want to build in the West Side. And there's others that may get complacent, which is okay, but we want to make sure that they get the best quality of life that they can. That's what I like to be involved with, supporting inner city activities and preservation as well as the, the Catholic Church. When I say You're the Catholic Church, Catholic school you don't have to be Catholic. That it's about being Christian. It's about knowing the difference the between right and wrong, about having some morals. That. That's why I get excited and being part of the Catholic school system is because they don't have a majority Catholic population. I mean, yes, there's Catholics without a doubt, but it's more about Christianity in growing individuals in today's society to like be the best that they can be, right? And put morals before their their self gratification. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to get involved in that. that kind of encompasses- Right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of encompasses everything that we talked about today, right? It's establishing those ground rules for you as a company, you as a person. I love what you serve. said about time management, you can call it karma, right? We you all can call know it whatever what we you need want to, to call do it because there's a thousand names done. for it. But you and get back 24 hours is if you a eliminate number, that pit in your gut. We know what we like, need to do to get, get sleep, this much work, and to eat, and go about it in a to different way. Be with our personal family, which is extremely important. To be with Chris is running a company. For those of you that have young ones, for those that are graduated, or grandparents, be involved and be a part of their lives. That's huge. Time management is a big factor. I will share this with you. Even today, right? It's our business is is a hundred plus with many management level. We're not far off from needing to hire another manager it's hard or needing to, to fill another office seat. And, time and what is it? I don't know. But once is it, it an assistant project manager? Is it say, more okay, upfront you know, work, admin help? Going. Is well, it another service coordinator? Is it another 
you can estimators find those extra few minutes. Our team will sit down and make that collective an decision. And within but that 30 I know that hour, many businesses, and I struggled with this be for a while, job at hand. when See we were growing, is what seat do you fill and how do you fill it? And what decision do you make? If there's any advice I can offer you, is don't say, I really want to promote that individual, but I don't know what I want to promote him to yet. I think he can do this. Develop the position first, and then you go and find the person to fit in that position. And great people adapt and modify. Mm-hmm. And others, they may not. And it's okay. It's okay if they don't. And you know what? If they're not successful at it, they may not be happy in it. They may need to be pulled off to the side. I mean, don't yank them, right? You want to build. You want to coach them. You want to train them. You want to teach them. So you want to, you want to develop an improvement plan. You want to coach them through it to get to it. But if they're not doing a good job and they've been a great player for you, trust me, they probably know they're not doing a good job for you. And it stresses them out. And you don't need to create stress on anybody's life. It's a work family. You don't want to go home unsatisfied, unhappy when you go to your family at home. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Your customers think the same thing. They don't want to go home and thinking, my plumber is messing up on that job and I got to worry about my plumber. They don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's why you take care of your customers. They're going to take care of you. You take care of yourself. You take care of your family. You take care of your family. You're happy coming to work. It's a huge life cycle. But is, is it all, what do they say, rainbows and, and lollipops or however you can say it? Absolutely not. Sure. Of course, there's shit happens, right? Right. <laughs> right, it happens. But I tend to live my life, the glass is always half full. Like, I don't need to live my life worrying about it's, it's half empty. It's half full. Mm-hmm. Grab the reins and run with it. What position do I hire? I don't know, but we're going to talk about it collectively. Smaller companies, smaller managers, leaderships, if you're looking on what you can do, think about what could I offload myself of to what Drew just said so I can spend more time doing X or Y? What could I offload? Is it permits? Is it processing invoices? Right. Is it reviewing pay apps? Is it chasing money? Find out what that one thing is that drains you when you do it and offload it. Mm-hmm. Others may not agree with me. That could be one position that you could go self-create. And if you're unsure of it, go part-time. There are people out there that are wanting to work part-time. Right. With today's virtual world, I think COVID has taught us we can operate virtually. There are people out there that may be interested to do a part-time virtually. Figure out what that is and try it. We've partnered with St. Mary's Grehe School of Business. We have gotten some amazing <laughs> talent coming from that school. Sure. We don't need a full-time position to do right. a website. We've just negotiated. We're, we're working to bring an intern on board to help us with our social media campaign and our website. We don't have the money or the resources to go Mm -hmm. hire a full-time IT to develop just social media. We're not at that point yet. We don't need to invest our money to go full-time on that, that position. If you can outsource, go for it. Outsource. Mm-hmm. I think it's directly or indirectly affects everyone, right? Obviously, for us from the field side, absolutely, we need to have more focus on safety, sanitation, hygiene, the whole nine yards. So when COVID hit and we had a couple of jobs that accelerated their schedule, we realized that toilet paper is hard to find. So we went and we teamed up with our custodial company and we got 
I don't know, I think it was like 10 cases right, yeah. of toilet paper. Like we had like over five, 600 rolls of toilet paper. And so we ended up it's really giving hard out, too, announcing to our team, like, hey, now. it's hard to and find. So we well, the, we the got COVID it here. Come and pick it up. Virtual. And I'm then eggs to, got scared. So we went down to Port of Poultry, right down the couple blocks down from us. We made an agreement with him, and we bought cases and cases of eggs. And we gave out 18 to a dozen eggs to a lot of our team members that came by and picked them up. So COVID definitely affected us. Did it affect productivity? Absolutely. But again, our team, they know what needs to they, they know that there's deadlines looming right and that are out there, and they're going to do what it takes, right? And that's what's so proud and rewarding to have the team that we've got is that they're stepping up and they're meeting them. So did it affect us? Absolutely. Are we having to do a lot of new safety measures and precautions? Absolutely. And you got to do them. And you got to – I will say when we're presented with a COVID situation that involves somebody from our team, and I haven't been the only one to say this, but it's like if that was our mom – or if that was my brother or my sister or my niece or my cousin, what would we do? And then that's what we do, right? It doesn't matter if they're immediate family or not. They're work family, right? They have families at home. We want them to be safe and cautious and careful. And whatever makes them feel comfortable is what we've got to do. Right, from us. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting, and we're entering a pretty interesting time in, in the construction cycle, and this is not the first time that it's happened, where backlog was filled prior to COVID. Some shifts from private work has happened to where projects have been delayed or just outright canceled. Public work seems to be chugging along still. Text.work work is still chugging along. Federal work seems to be moving. In order to qualify for that work, this is the kind of work that you need to put in. Never to stop ready for that. And you have to be you probably ask yourself often, well, how do I get involved? Said than done, what do but, I know, do? From a leadership the only dumb really question is the one that's not asked. And the one question that is always no is the one you never ask. So we're all get engaged. With a very get involved. Time right now. Educate yourself. Educate your team. Family. They could grow have friends as a family. And, relatives that and have the world become is sick yours. Or have passed away. Uh, so those are some outside factors that you have to continue to deal with as a leader. You have to be there for your team and make sure that they're still able to go out and perform the way that you guys need it to. And, and you guys seem to be knocking that out of the park. But I've got just one more question for you. And again, you know, this podcast is kind of geared towards some of the smaller contractors that are out there that are looking for some advice on progressing their business. And, you know, the city of San Antonio has done a pretty good job with the task order job, maybe awarding some of the smaller ones who... Uh, provides some additional access to that smaller work. But outside of that, when it comes to qualification and getting your ducks in a row, 
what piece of advice would you give these contractors listening from a business development standpoint? God, that is perfect, man. Chris, thank you again so much for today. It's been fantastic. I mean, there's so much to absorb with this one episode. I mean, I'm just kind of blown away. I, I do want to apologize for my partner, Warren, not being able to make it today. He got stuck on I-10 on the way into town, but we'll catch him on the next one. But Chris, thank you again for your time. And uh, if you guys need to reach Chris, please take a look at the show notes and we'll have all the contact information. And like Chris said, go out there, get involved, get engaged with your company make those sacrifices, build your team, and get after it. Thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.